When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This week on the Gary House podcast, I have been speaking with the biggest runner on TikTok, Mr. Johnny Davis. Now, it might be a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek title but johnny explains to us on the call that he has just not met anyone yet as big as himself at running that's not too much of a surprise because he stands at over six foot four and when he started out running weighed just over 110 kilos so i'm excited to kind of share with you the conversation with johnny i first kind of came across him on tiktok which although i don't spend too much time on the platform for work i do put videos out there to see what happens but the majority of my field are just other interests, whether it be my football, my music, and comedy, that kind of thing. So my TikTok is just a little bit of a kind of escapism for myself. I didn't want my timeline to be ruined by the algorithm of full of runners, but Johnny cropped up along with one or two others that I do follow, and I have seen just Johnny's enthusiasm for the sport from the start. He's relatively new to running, coming from a rugby background. And the fact that his social media has really improved and he's grown a big audience of over 50,000 followers. So Johnny's been really interesting to speak to and I hope that you get lots of value and enjoy the conversation we had. I will warn you that quite last minute, Johnny realised that the internet connection in his hotel wasn't great. So we went ahead with it in the local coffee shop. So you might hear some background noise where Johnny is. But yeah, Johnny... Is so enthusiastic and yeah, shares his experiences more than anything. Um, so hopefully you enjoy our conversation. Okay, welcome back to the Gary Pabs podcast. Today we've got Johnny Davis, who is the biggest runner on TikTok. <laughs> I'm going to start with you, mate, by asking, why haven't you stopped running yet? I I think there's, with most people getting to running, there's always a checklist of things that people want to achieve. Uh, I think when I first started, there was an element of that. And as I progressed through distance running into ultra running, that quest has sort of got a bit, got a bit further on. So every time I was in complete one sort of step on the ladder, I had two or three more at the other end. So until it finally breaks me at some point, which could be within the next couple of years or next decade or so, um, I will certainly be continuing running um, until that point happens but so far so good whenever i see you on tiktok which is how i found you you just look like you love love it kind of thing and i can't tell if that's because you're still in the first few years or just because you love <laughs> you love been kind of sharing the, the from the content side so which is it how long have you actually been running now um i think now it's marked like three years because i just noticed the late strava popped up with Three years ago, you did this run. And I remember that being the first time I ran more than 10 kilometers, um, I think, in my life. And that at that time, I remember it being very difficult and not the most enjoyable experiences. But afterwards, I felt a certain level of satisfaction from, from doing something that I thought was particularly challenging at the time. Um, and from there, so I guess to say three years, that's still within the honeymoon period where, you know, it's still, uh, it's certainly 
enjoying it. But um, I think when I started on TikTok, which is about this time last year, sharing more experiences, that certainly helped drive me forward or maintain a certain enthusiasm for it. Um, sharing with other people, you know, allowing to connect with other runners, help other people. Um, and it's not just that, but also meet people through TikTok who in a similar position that I am or maybe just starting out. And that's kind of given me a very fresh perspective on running. Um, from from a sport that I was very late to game too, you know, I'm, I played rugby pretty much all my life. Um, you know, as much as there is elements of running involved with rugby, that wasn't the part I enjoyed. I much more enjoyed the physical side to it. Um, however, I think through years of you know injuries, then you know, the physical aspects of it sort of breaking you down. Um, it took its sort of toll, and as I started getting to running, even though I'm certainly wouldn't say I was built for distance running. Uh, comparing myself to other people at the start line of races, it's something that I've used to keep accountable for my own training. Um, and just far it's one of those communities around it that's very understanding. Many other sports have, you know, not wouldn't say hostile, but certainly not as welcoming to people sort of getting involved and taking part. Whereas running one of those sports, uh, I don't think anyone's naturally good at running. Everyone's got to work at it to improve. You know, people aren't just rocking up to their first half and running, you know, two thirteen. So it's uh, it, it's something I think everyone's it humbles everyone who, uh, who gets into it. I think. Um... Like you say, it doesn't really matter when you come into running. Hopefully, I think it's quite a good community because obviously there's always bad eggs in every everywhere. But sure. the main thing is most people have been where you're at. Like I've been a coach for over many years. But I've still had the first few experiences of like running down the canal where I lived and having to sit on a bench within a minute kind of thing. So as long as you, people can remember that, then they can at least show empathy and, and all that kind of stuff. And whereas like rugby, rugby, football, like I was big into football for years. That's what that was my sport. And um, if you're naturally, you could be naturally good at some of those sports and just get away with it a little bit. I think. Like, we are the biggest runner on TikTok. Yeah, that was your tagline. That's what the tagline was. Those things. I'm not going to. I'm going to go on. No, I just want to know some stats. So. um because, like, obviously, for those of you who are just listening, let's, like, give me some stats why you're the biggest runner on TikTok, Johnny. <laughs> um, so, I am a pretty big bloke. When I got into running, I was around 110 kilos. Um, standard, 194 centimeters, about six foot four. Um, I'm sure there are some people out there who are bigger than me who enjoy distance running. Yeah. Um, I haven't met any of them yet, but uh, I'm sure there are out there. Um, but it's, I think it's just a bit of an element because I noticed when I started getting into running before posting on social media, I would go out with other runners and I was distinctively larger than most people. Um, yeah. And I've never really been conscious about that. It's one of those things that, you know, you are your size. I've obviously dropped weight since getting into running down to around 100 kilos now, which isn't typical distance runner size. I do get people sort of at the start line of, you know, marathons or ultra marathons being like, are you okay? Are you lost? Or <laughs> sort of stuff. But yeah. no, it's, it's, it's always, always been a good gig. I was in that. I did Paris half marathon a few weeks ago. And I was 20, just past the 20 kilometer mark. This guy who's been running me the whole way was just like, What are you doing here, man? I was like, Enjoy this sort of stuff. And he's like, How are you holding the stage? And I was like, I've been training pretty hard to do this. I'm not, this is not, I'm going to turn you up here. This is not a fun run for me. So, um, no, it was, uh, it, it was a great experience that way. And, um, I do, uh, I guess an element of people assume about your size and stuff. So when you go into sort of running, you know, or maybe not that quick, whatever it is. And again, I've never wanted to compare my pace to anyone else's pace. I've always been a conscious of improving my own um, operations. Um, and that's it, really. You know, I'm not going to sit there and compare myself to some friends of mine who are significantly larger or smaller than me who are naturally the more appropriate size to be competitive at those, at those things. Now, I'm 30 years old. I'm not trying to set any world records here. I'm just doing it for my own self preservation, so we say. Um, so I've never been too caught up in, in, in that. And, uh, and the main, main thing a lot of people always said was, you know, being that size, you never had any injury issues. I've had every injury under the sun playing rugby. I had knee surgeries. I broke, yeah, multiple bones in my body. I have never in three years of running at a decent amount had any slight injury at all. Not one whatsoever. Um, if anything, through running, I've actually, you know, improved so, so, so much about the, the issues I had of injuries. You know, I've had issues with my ankles, my knees, rugby, and they were sort of lasting injuries that I felt doing other sort of exercise through running they don't bother me anymore these things yeah it's almost like they um you know program them correctly 
they're working with coaches who, you know, understand being a, a larger bloke is going to have said impacts, you know, focusing on good technique, uh, making sure my cadence is correct, making sure how I'm landing is correct, all my biomechanics are correct. As a result of that, I've noticed that actually the issues I had, so the knee pains, ankle pains, have all gone over the last couple of years. And yeah, that's what being injury free. I've never, you know, I've, I've never even go through very hard training blocks of marathons or orchards. I've worked on my other side feeling pretty good. What kind of, um, what position did you use to play rugby? And do you still play a bit of rugby or is that kind of dropped off now? It dropped off about last season, well, last year, calendar year was my last season. Um, and I played quite a few different clubs around the UK. I played in uh, Europe as well. And um, I was always a back row. Uh, I was always quite naturally fast and good off, good off the mark. Um, and so I think from that, I had a good understanding of speed mechanics. Um, I think you needed to get into your acceleration, deceleration. I understood that those mechanics quite well. So when I got into running, I understood that it's very important things like your foot pace and things like you know, body positions, how you're driving yourself through, all these things. I had a, a, a relatively good understanding before I got in. So even though I was new to distance running, and, you know, the ideas of anything about 100 meters kind of scared me, I understood the importance of making sure you're know, doing things the right way to prevent injury. Um, because again, it was, you know, the amount of training you're doing for rugby is in those things that if you didn't do it, hang on, right, you risk there. And a lot of people you know, also be as injured, right? Yeah. Well, I'd say you, you're like, the t- you're like a guy that's, I'd sum, sum it up as you're like, you, you, you're fit to run rather than somebody who's trying to run to get fit. So you've got that big background of like strength and mobility to a certain point and stuff like that. And then you're quite conscious of your body when you've started running. So you're not just yeah. like running as far as you can every time. You, you, you've been quite kind of methodical about it. But then also, I imagine the more you run, and I and I think probably what's been happening like over the over the last few years, you'll probably realise that the more you run, the more it kind of sorts itself out, and you don't have to consciously think about all these different cues just because you've practiced running quite a while now. You find that easier now. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, I remember at the start, I mean, there was always, there wasn't, there was always slightly like, guess what when it came down to it. But as I, I'm quite a curious individual when it comes to something I'm not very good at. I look at, okay, what can I improve here and do, you know, months and consistent YouTube searching, all these different terms and um, how to sound it, and then applying them to my way and then eventually getting a coach who could actually, you know, cut out the guesswork when it came down to any of this stuff. Um, it's made, it made such a difference. I mean, doing wrong at the start, I was, as much as I knew a lot about sprint, sprinting and rugby, and there is obviously not, there is some carryover. There was a whole a whole lot of stuff I didn't really understand, or, you know, even to the point of understanding, you know, intensities of rail runs, you know, what yeah. was an appropriate structure for a training week, how that looked. And I only, when I started getting my head around it, I started bouncing, you know, structure, good running week. Um, and then when I finally started working with a coach, she was looking at my sort of my own programming, he was like, it's not that far off what I'd give you. So I thought, okay, that's yeah, nice to have the accountability with the coach and, and that constant feedback. So I think the biggest issue with a lot of people is, and that's why I really love working with coaches, is, is having that constant feedback mechanism. The coach, my coach probably dislikes it a lot because I'm constantly asking them feedback. I'm in a, a constant communication with him, probably more than most people and their coaches, probably more than most people, more than their partners even. And then it's kind of like enjoying my runs and let him know how I'm feeling. Um, yeah, but no, it's um, it, it, it's I, I think it's it's a great way to set take out the line because there's been times when not sort of for for now, but the more case of there's been times when I'm getting something get tired through training blocks and I'm mean, making excuses to why not to do this certain run here or whatnot. And when when I've got a coach in now, I speak to him and he'll maybe reprogram something, change it around, or just move it a day or so, and just maintain you know moving in the right direction because I think to a certain point it's there's always that beginner development right. As you start getting into it, you naturally get a bit faster just yeah. on the first few weeks and then you sort of get into the nitty gritty where you've got to do a bit more to get a bit more out of it um i think i got that stage and i kind of stayed at that sort of plateau for a little while i didn't mind it i was enjoying it you know it's not always the goal to get faster sometimes it's just the enjoyment of, of doing what you like and i was really enjoying running every time i could travel somewhere i'd run in that place um and it was only when i started to go okay let's let's see what i can sort of start testing myself with here and just see how quickly i can um I can improve, you know, see, see, see what the differences can be and realistically see how, how I can get, you know, with my size, that year, how far can some of my size go at these, at these races. And, uh, it turned out, and it turns out quicker than it used to be, but, um, we're getting there. It's funny because like, like you say, cause, cause you're like, when you, when you look at you on the TikTok videos, it is one of the most 
it's it's the most obvious thing that you're bigger than everyone because because like you say six foot four and 100 kilos but it's not like you're just a you're a fit strong guy basically surrounded by all these <laughs> well all these unhealthy kind of runners basically <laughs> so it's it just it's funny because as a lots of runners will like you say you might get questioned that's going to be one of my questions do you quest, get questions about your knees or because of your size and oh johnny what do you eat and stuff like this where whereas like in a rugby perspective it was like size matters doesn't it to a certain extent but it's like the the fitness involved for a runner you have to be mm. strong and it's and it's a benefit to be powerful in some of the race especially in the, some of the races that you've been doing so do you, do you get sure. questions from runners questioning your size and stuff or is it just oh look there's <laughs> there's a bigger guy beating me again <laughs> no it's it's i do definitely get a lot of questions asked about it because there are so many runners out there that are unbelievable runners they're fast but they maybe neglect the strength side of things obviously coming from the background of strength and rugby i was the other way around i fully neglected the running for many years with my training so it's 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 nice when there's two sides two sides meet so some of the people i train with in london are elite level runners and they are lots of you know, they're insanely quick people um but they you know they don't come they, they dislike the the shrimp side for me i love both running and strength training as much as each other and it's probably why you know i i do what i do um so it's it's less of a negative it's much more of a positive place because you know jackson and all of my friends are really good runners and you know their strength numbers are obviously running is their main thing right but they neglect it because they're so conscious of how maybe low their strength runs are compared to the people um i think just because it's something you know you need just because it's not good in comparison to people again you shouldn't be comparing it to two other people it's one of those things that you can work on yourself looking at okay where's my strength numbers at the moment where's my baseline how can i improve on that what will the outcome be for my improving on my times um i think for me it's just this last year i definitely toned back the strength training because yeah it's you no know, you don't need 150 kilo bench press to run an ultra marathon nice but you know and that, yeah. that i was i was there's a quite large element of me going from you know strength training five six times a week very heavy lifts and enjoying enjoying that process of doing it but then it got to a point of okay if i want to get better as a runner what are the how should i be training the gym and sort of moving away from that traditional strength basis and focusing on a lot more stability exercises uh, yeah single leg work core work things that maybe i had neglected slightly but i think it's just because i was so I like the way I trained in the gym for such a long period of time. I was very comfortable. And also, it's quite a safe environment for me. I know, you know, stick a set of three weights in front of me, I'm going to be pretty happy there. You know, so yeah. make me do some balance exercises and single leg. Yeah. I'm going to be a bit, you know. Um, so, it, it, you know, there is definitely a huge element of that. But it's, you know, it, it's about pushing what's uncomfortable. I think when I get, you know, getting into distance running can be an area of uncomfortability in a lot of people, especially around, I think, most relationships. Most most people's relationship with running comes from quite a negative position, especially when it comes from a sport background. But for me, yeah. running was always that if you drop the ball in rugby, you go run laps, you go run shuttle runs. But no one are those things. You're getting yelled at by a coach, being like, "Go as fast as you can." So you've got this mind. It's almost like running trauma. Of, I every time I run, I have to run as fast as I can, otherwise, yeah. yell at me. And obviously, that, that's kind of built in for long people. And that's why when I speak to people about running, they're like, "Oh, I hate running." So like, why why do you hate running? It's like well, you know, it's just, it's, it's knackering. It's like, okay, well, how, how fast are you running? What's your power when you run? They're like, I'm just trying to run as fast as I can. It's like, <laughs> that's completely unnecessary. But I think it's where, that's the place it comes from. And even yeah. when I first do distance running, I was pushing it hard. I looked at my heart rate stats from that first Strava run three years ago, and it was pushing 170 for 10 kilometers. <laughs> and I remember the feeling of it. And I remember how terrible I felt afterwards. Um, simply because, you know, that that's what was fueled into me about running and, you know, you messed up, you go sprint, you go do this. And it's sort of unlocking that trauma risk. Okay. You and uh, until someone said to me, you don't need to run as fast as you can. I was like, interesting. Um, and from that, you can sort of rebuild the relationship with running. I think that's the thing. That's where most people, you know, it, it, you know, where everyone growing up, as you said before, playing football, rugby, that was my relationship with running was giving us a punishment. And as a result, having that negative um, sort of connection with it for so many years. And it wasn't until sort of I learned, you know, no one's, there's no one standing over your shoulder yelling at you saying you've got to go faster. You know, as a runner, you never have to run fast if you don't want to. But I just think it's one of the basic things a human can do is to, to move with their two feet at a sort of somewhat faster pace than walking. 
Yeah, it's definitely what we're, you know, from a design perspective, we're pretty good at it um, at running to uh, most of the animals. So it's one of those things that I think once once you get us over that sort of fear or that over that sort of concern or worry, and you're not looking at your pace, you're not looking at what other people's paces are, you're just going out and enjoying it, it becomes such an enjoyable thing to do. And it's also one of those things that's not, the, the barrier to entry is so low, you need a pair of shoes and you need air to get out walls and that's it. And I think especially, like you're based in London, so obviously you, you do have restrictions, but if you weren't running and you weren't running around Battersea Park and stuff like that, you, you would be in a gym or you'd be traveling on tubes and stuff like this. And I speak to like some of the people I coach down in London and they're always like really enthusiastic about going for their run because it is like they get to escape for half an hour or an hour, even though it is in a big park or whatever. It's not like like around where I am in North Wales, but it still is. It's, I think more and more that's why people... If I speak to someone in a city, they seem to, if they're running, they seem to enjoy running, whether they did at the start or not, but they enjoy running because, yeah, they might have found it. They might come from spin classes or something else in the gym and something, and now they're just running for fun. There's so much more of that now. Um, what I wanted to ask you is that the first couple of TikTok videos I, I found of you, I'll be honest, because I, I, I use like social media for work and TikTok. I don't follow many runners. I follow you and, uh, uh, is it Dan, a newbie runner lad that, from Manchester? Great lad. Yeah. I followed him and I think yours popped up because of him maybe or whatever it was. And uh, because my algorithm on TikTok, I quite like it because it's just football, golf, music. It's nothing to do with yeah. running because it works really well. Yeah. So, so like, but like that first couple of videos were really pretty. Brand new runner. Like I used to live in Manchester, so I'm like seeing this guy go through his first few runs. The first few I saw from you were quite similar. I mean, it was you sharing uh, like an experience of a run, and then it was just talking about a shoe, but it wasn't in a way that was, it, you weren't trying to hammer, hammer home advice to everyone, as in what you, sh what you shouldn't be doing. You talk, I think, a lot more from just personal perspective and experience and your experience along the way? Is that like a conscious effort or is it just your content style? 100% is a conscious effort, Liam. The last thing I see is that I've got certain nuanced experiences of running the last three years. Great. There are so many people out there who have much, you know, much, much better advice to give than I do when it comes to running. You know, that's why I try and avoid being like a running advice channel because I always think, I don't know, I, I've got most of the answers I have involved. So I always, you know, that's why I have a coach myself to improve for myself there. Mm -hmm. But I try to avoid giving running tips or advice simply because chances are I'm wrong. And I'm very happy to say that. Um, and the whole point of the channel is, you know, is stopping my experience of becoming a better runner, what I'm yeah. doing to become a better runner myself and, and nothing's there. So, you know, there's, there's certain very basic tips I'll give out when it comes to certain things that are very easy. When it comes to more... Um, anything that requires a bit more depth, a bit more nuance to it, I'm definitely the right person to, to speak. That's why I don't share things like workouts. I'm not saying, do this workout, do this workout. Yeah. I'm not a coach. I'm very I'm very clear with my audience that, listen, I'm not a running coach. I, that's why people ask programs off me. I'm like, I, I'm good with self-programming, but I wouldn't want to be giving out programs to other people, let alone selling programs to other people, because I think that there's so many great programs out there to follow that are so well thought through, well tested, um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're backed up by, you know, wealth, wealth experience and knowledge. Whereas I don't think it's appropriate for me to give out advice for someone who's only been running a couple of years, who's still learning as I go, you know, mm. and that, that's, that's the one thing I'm very, very conscious of. And I think there's a lot of people who sort of jump on that handwagon and go, and they start to run and it's like giving out advice or selling programs or selling coaching around it. And I'm very conscious that I don't think that's necessarily beneficial for people to understand. Whereas I think from the mentality side of it, you know, that's where I've got a bit more experience in there. You know, it's, it's yeah, trying something new from a few years ago, something that maybe I wasn't actually good at or something that I didn't start doing when I was a very, very young age. I think most people, most people out there don't run much, you know, in the running world, you know, they, there's different. For most, for most of my audience, people who are interested in running, yeah. but aren't great runners necessarily. And that's absolutely yeah. fine. So for me, it's not about trying to give them a lot of structure rigor. It's more about looking at the, the, the you know, the mental side of it. Also, just sharing my experiences so that they can go out. There's this guy who's 
looks like he shouldn't be anywhere near, you know, an marathon course. He's going out and doing it. And as a result of that, I mean, I think the best, you know, aside from some things like views and counts, it ultimately aren't that important to me. What I do really like is you can get messages of people being like, I've never ran before, but I've started to get into doing this. Or like, I yeah. used to run for a while and now I've signed up for this race and I'm going to train for this. And that for me is a really big thing. That's why I started the channel was ultimately to share my experiences and hopefully people would benefit from them. And it seems to be doing the job so far. And obviously the channel is growing at a great rate. Um, you know, it's it's something I've been thousand plus at the moment. Yeah, we just, just passed 50,000 on TikTok. I'm just yeah. kind of doing stuff on Instagram. That's just growing quite fast at the moment. So it's quite, it's again, follower account aside, with, with TikTok, it's a bit of a strange space where the follower counts are really yeah. because every time you post, even if you've got a lot of followers, you may not get many views on a video, but it's almost like every single piece you just put it underneath it and it's there. It, it's good in that sense there. So that's why I'm quite um quite conscious of making sure you know each piece is, is well structured and put together. Um that's why I really I really like your content because what I've seen, like from following it and it and it pops up more is your running has come well, you your running is progressing. It seems that way anyway. Yeah. But also like the content is yeah, the, the way you create the content seems to be progressing as well. Like it shows that because I'm over the years, I've become more interested in making videos and things like this. And just because I really enjoy the process of coming up with the idea, making a video, and I, and I like editing it up and stuff afterwards, that kind of stuff. And then putting it out there, like you say, if you're not worried about the views and things, then that's the bit that it, it, it's, it's quite good. But yours. Like I say, there like there was. I think you're doing yourself a slight injustice because you're you're not giving straight advice or telling people do's and don'ts, but people are just following your journey. And I remember like when I started out, which was like I've I've been a runner 16 years now, and then so I was making. Sometimes I see you and and that band lad, <laughs> and I see you make make I see you making a mistake, or I even see a mistake coming, kind of thing. Yeah. But I remember doing the exact same thing. And what's good about it is I've seen you talk to camera and you just say, oh, that, that didn't go great or that was a bit rubbish or whatever. And you've still got a smile on your face. And then that's what makes it good advice because it's like not every run is fantastic. You don't have to do everything through the letter. But overall, you're progressing with both. So again, like with the content creation, is that what you enjoy doing? Absolutely, from a, a world of financial tech is, is my sort of profession. So yeah, okay. a very different place for me. I mean, I didn't, I I posted the odd thing here on my social on Instagram to friends, but never really out to anyone outside of that sort of bubble of people that already knew me. So actually going through that process of situation on TikTok where people you don't know are going to see it. Um, from my first fifty videos, looking back at them recently, I was looking back at how you know. Now I can say, okay, I can see the improvements on, from this side here. At the time, I thought they were brilliant. I thought I was like, oh, yeah, you can break this. Obviously, as you get better at things, you, you look at certain things, why things didn't do too well, why things did well. But I think it's having, you know, documented the process at the same time, it's improving on both fronts, right? It's improving on developing as a runner, getting, you know, improving in that standpoint, but also from a, from a content creation standpoint, what, what would be good for people to watch or what would be good for people to understand and actually being honest about it and realizing that. It's not about looking polished and perfected and trying to be like, oh, I just smashed this time. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, actually, that's not that helpful to anyone. And it's very self-indulgent in that sense. So I try and steer clear of that and actually focus more on what am I struggling with seems to make a better story out of or a better piece of content out of that. So the other week, I I did back-to-back races, which was stupid of me, but I got an invite to Paris Half Marathon two weeks after Seville Marathon. Mm-hmm. And my coach like, don't, He's like, go and go and enjoy it. Don't go for a PB. Just enjoy it. Being the idiot that I am, I didn't. I went for a PB. Got a PB. Very happy about. But it put, it's put me in the bin for about three three weeks now. I haven't been feeling great. Yeah, I've mentioned that in my content. I said to people like, I feel awful. I'm trying to get back into the post at the moment. Those runs I did today in the um, those trail runs. They were horrific. Granted, they were very difficult courses because they were. Yeah, I stole. I borrowed them off you the roof. Um, but even this last couple of weeks, like I went out for a, 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 my Saturday long run of the week, I got to eight kilometers in and I just stopped running. And I was really down. I was really like tired out of it. And I was like, part of me is a bit disappointed. The other part of me is like, well, no, this is just how you feel. But mm-hmm. it's okay to feel that way. You can't argue with that. 
as much as I preach, you know, pushing yourself and all this sort of stuff, there's like, you've got to step back a minute and then go, hang on a minute, you've just done a 16-week marathon block followed by a PB to marathon, and then two weeks later, you're a PB on your half marathon. It's it's okay to feel a bit shit right now. Like, that that's absolutely fine. You know, I think you've earned the right to do so. Um, and just take a bit of time. So I made a video about it, being like, look, I'm not, I don't feel particularly fast or athletic. I also feel like I've forgotten how to run immediately afterwards. So I was on this run and I just, nothing felt natural. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, I just walked for a bit and I said to people, I did a walk run today instead. And it is what it is. Like, at least I'm getting out and doing something. And, you know, you're not always going to feel great. And I think it's a big part of it is, you know, I always say a third of the time, is going to feel great a third of the time it's going to feel okay a third of the time it's going to feel rubbish and that's yes. that's fine like but sometimes it's not going to be they, it's going to be like oh, two weeks of feeling rubbish but you just kind of got to get through it and try and maybe maybe bring it down intensity you know bring down the distance i don't always still preach doing something and also not injured but at the same time understanding that after a little while you go you you've got to take some time off from certain things especially it's then if you push if you spend the whole time pushing yourself you know you actually got to try and set set some PBs go through difficult, challenging training blocks. It's gonna feel, it's gonna actually feel a bit bad afterwards. You know, the, the highs of the race are over, and all of a sudden you feel a bit lazy and a bit tired. That's absolutely fine. And I think going through that, that's the first time I've really wanted to push myself for yeah. specific times. And I was like, why do I? You know, I was a bit in an anime. Like I'm, I'm this guy who talks about running, makes all my content around running. Yeah, I'm not even running that much at the moment. It's anime. Step back. You just done all this stuff there. And just a shared experience. And I think that's where people seem, especially on social media, and that's why I love TikTok so much because it's hard to be unauthentic. Because if you're if you're unauthentic, people don't really care that much. Yeah. People like when you open up a bit. People like when you're honest with them. And that's how you create that relation with your audience. And that's why I like to think I've created with my audience and why, you know, people, why I'm able to get in with so many people on there. Whereas I think before maybe a few years ago into instagram people are like only wanted to show the polished result you know mm. shot, whatever it is and like it was that's they were afraid to put out a process behind it where i think after on tiktok the wonderful thing is encourages to make a lot of content you've kind of got to show the process you've got to show the side that maybe you don't want to talk about too much but that's what people care about when it comes to it is trying to show the bits that suck don't show yourself at your best and even yesterday i was putting a video together from a trailer i did and it went horribly wrong and i looked I looked awful. My lip was all over the shop. I was just, I was not feeling it. And I remember putting the video together, being like, at the start of the video, I thought, I look pretty good here. This is fine. By the end of it, I'm like, I look awful here. I was like, put it in, going in the video, like, you can beat yourself up about these sort of things too much. So, um, and definitely the main thing is, you know, it's, it's by being honest with your audience, you allows you to be honest with yourself. And yeah, that's a good thing to do sometimes. I think sometimes it's easy to, it's very easy to bullshit yourself a lot of the time. But when you've got an audience and that, are asking you questions about things, you'd feel bad about bullshitting to them. So that's why it's quite nice to be able to have that ability to sort of be honest with them. And that in turn allows you to be honest with yourself about a few things. Plus, you answer a lot. I've seen you do just straight answers, whether it's a question for their comments on one of your videos, and there have been quite a lot of your videos. As in, like, you're not scared to put up just polished or put together stuff. You'll just answer straight questions. And then I think what that does is, especially because I've listened to a few of them and it is, again, just based on your experience. So I'd even say, I'm not 100% sure, but this is what I do. So you, well, you cannot go wrong with doing what you're doing. And then also, like you say, yeah, you cannot, you cannot be anyone but yourself doing it that way because anyone can look back and look at the last 20 
answers to your questions and then yeah these are just genuine answers like yeah and then sometimes it's quite hard isn't it you, you will get questions that you'll know you kind of you can't answer in a 10 second clip or whatever it is sure. <laughs> but you feel but what happens couldn't it yeah it's like like yeah 99 percent of my questions are either like go and see a physio or yeah. have a rest or eat more food or something but it's that kind of sure. basic stuff but at the same time what what i like about your stuff is you don't go down the lines of giving someone doesn't have to be a specific kind of answer it's just general advice and getting out there really there is yeah 100 percent. i mean there's so much there's one i've always noticed from people that i, I always i'm supposed to know why do i want to certain people on social media what do i like about them and i always find that people who are very honest with their audiences or give you know give their audience a ton of data to answer certain questions and so being on that side of most of my adult life being a person who's asked people on social media questions about things now i'm in the other side of it i can't see any way other than to answer this question for people especially if people don't know the you know if you ask some questions they don't know and it's a very simple thing obviously that, that's fine but a lot of most questions require a lot more insight and depth so even then when i have people ask me really questions that require more questions on my side to really understand it i generally just say to them just drop me a message on on instagram and like explain yeah. it a bit more around it and i'll just give them a, i'll just send them a voice note i do that for a while but the problem is i'm getting a lot like i'll check in most days it's quite a few messages in there now so i'll, more, I'll get through them like a couple times a week and, and go through that way I would just think if someone's asking a genuine question, it means that if it's a question you can Google, it's kind of a bit like, it, it takes me two seconds to answer, that's fine. But when it's got yeah. a question, especially around an injury, that's a very that's a very delicate place that the last thing I want to do is give someone the wrong advice. Also, I'm not a physio, so the answer is, you may need to see a physio here, but this yeah. could be the issue here. And like with most things, there is often a set answer, and it's generally, it could be this, or it could be that. Yeah. But the best thing to do is to go see someone who can give you a bit more of a firm answer on that rather than me who's been doing this a couple of years. Do I have experience of injuries? Yeah, loads of them. Most of them from rugby, none from running. So when people talk about running running injuries, shin splints, knee issues, runner's knee, I'm probably the worst person to ask because I've never, had yeah, I've never dealt with either. You know, the, you know, I can talk I can talk about you know, how not to throw up on ultramarathons. I'm pretty good at that. Or like, you know, certain things to bring with you. Um, those sort of things I'm pretty good at, or you know, what's a decent, what, what's what's your top ten songs that's going to run? I've got you there. But when it comes to certain things that require that, if I get the wrong answer, I have a bit of a consequence to that person. Then yeah, I'm not gonna. It's 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 so out of my purview that I'm not gonna sit here and act like I've got all the answers to everything because I certainly don't. I'm still trying to search most of the answers myself. Um, but I think it's you know, again, it's it's honestly, and also this not maybe the. A lot, of, a lot of people wanting certainty from their answers and their questions probably looking for something else from me there but unfortunately you know as much as yeah. i think i know a lot there's so much that i don't know and i think it's about i think the big part is respecting those that do know there's a lot of people like yourself I mean, you've been coaching for a long time you know there's probably more about running you've forgotten than i know so you know me trying to sit there and act as if i'm some sort of oracle around the sport running you know i know i know myself i know what i'm doing and i can share my experiences and that's kind of where I draw the line of sand. Whereas when it comes to other things, it's a bit like, if I don't know around something, I'm going to be quite transparent. My audience will be listen, I don't know, but this person might, or maybe she goes to your physio, or maybe try this. But again, most answers are quite unique in a sense there. And a lot of people, have, you know, you may get it all the time, but people are trying to explain an injury to you as if you can magically tell them what the solution to it is. I mean, someone very, great, great detail explained their knee pain to me. <laughs> I've had knee surgery before, but that was again a rugby rugby related injury. And they were trying to explain to me they they were asking me if I changed my cadence to this would that make a difference? I'm like, hey, I only learned what cadence was six months ago. I'm definitely not going to be the man to answer the question that one there. So I think sometimes it's like, um, yeah, it's quite scary sometimes. Some of the questions I get, like like you say, like I've been I've been a running coach for a long time and I was coaching before Instagram and Instagram went well for me only in the last 12 months or so, whatever, really. But I was cooked and that kind of thing. But some of the questions I would get are almost like, this, <laughs> like you need to see a doctor, not, <laughs> I'm a, you know, I'm a running coach. Yeah? Well, they'll ask me on like American politics or something like <laughs> Sometimes you think, people, <laughs> I don't understand how people get to the point where they need to ask me that question, but 
it's uh, like you say as long as you just no one's asking me on brain surgery like so i'm, I'm okay in running world i'm okay <laughs> yeah. when it comes to you go on yeah you go on back on uh, when it comes to your when it comes to your content creation and stuff um are you surprised about how well it's gone and where do you want to kind of take it? Or is it, cause is it still just doing it because you enjoy it? But now, like I see you working with brands and things like this, which must be, must be great. Where do you want to take it? It's a great question. And to be fair, when I started out, I had, I didn't have, I didn't have any intention with the account of what I wanted to do. I just kind of wanted to share a bit about it. And ultimately what I wanted to do was to connect with more people that were in that world of running, because I didn't know that many runners. I, I know a lot of people who play rugby. I know a lot of people in financial tech world. Running world was a completely new area to me. So for me, it was, you know, in lieu of joining a running club, um, I'd much rather, like, help I meet people around the world to do this. And as it was that, that was ultimately my goal was how can I connect with people who are doing this, who enjoy this, who are, you know, have that same sort of idea. And that was kind of initially the start of it. I didn't necessarily expect it to go as well as it's done. And as a result of it, as it's getting better, I think, well, okay, maybe I've said it's a bit more seriously. Now to the point that, yeah, I'm working with a few different brands now. I've just signed with Lululemon as, like, uh, as a running ambassador for the UK, which is great. You know, they're they're very supportive of Beyond these Bell Rev. Entire wardrobe changed the last few weeks. Uh, yeah. However, it, it's also a case of um, it's nice to be obviously recognized by a brand like that. They're like, hey, we'd like to work with you. They approached me and the whole thing. I was like, this was. I didn't know how to, when they approached me about it, I was like, it's very suspicious. Like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> and so it was different, because again, different world, different world for me. So, um, and that, that's really nice to be able to do. And it obviously allows me the time. Um, and, you know, they, they give me the resources to go and do what I want to do and where they give us the make content around it, which is great. And had the thought of growth in there. So I'm now taking it a bit more seriously than I was a few months ago. I think from Christmas yeah. to now is when I've started realizing going on. I mean, like, we're getting quite a few, I think, per month. It's a couple of million, million views in the videos. And if you had something like a year ago, I wouldn't believe you. But it's quite, you know, it's it's nice, you know, document the and it's become a lot easier because at the start it took me so long to film this, film this. I didn't know what angles to shoot from it, all this sort of stuff. And you learn as you go. It's one of those things there. It's gonna be bad, maybe. And then even in six months' time, I look back at the videos from now, and I'll probably go, oh, I could have done this a little better this way. Um, so it is, it's, uh, it, it, you know, it's great to be able to work with brands in that sense. There, more, more importantly. It's doing what I like to do, and that's connecting with people. So I've been able to travel a lot this last year to meet people in other countries, along with people that I was connected with through social media. And that's definitely the the biggest thing for me is actually who you meet along the way, and you know the friends you make as you're doing it. And I've certainly made a whole host of new friends and connections this last year through running and doing doing it by social media, which is is wonderful. You know, even when I was out in Seville at the at the starting pen, random people come up to me, being like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like where are you from? Like, oh, I'm from Belgium, or I'm from uh, I'm from Italy. I'm like, you what? They're like, yeah, yeah, what's that? I was like, this is this is quite a strange thing from someone like, you know, private individual lot of stuff. I don't really share. It's it's new to me to be sharing all this sort of stuff going on there. They're like, they know like my running times, they know my training, all this stuff. Yeah, this is actually insane. But uh, you know, it's 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 lovely, and I think you know, it's it's I think I've put a lot of effort making sure it's quite a positive space my channel, um, so that you know. The interactions I've had with people have been nothing but positive. Of course, every one you get the odd idiot here and there, but I have a pretty strict block policy if someone's a bit of a a bit, yeah. a bit more around it. So, again, I, I think that's, that's definitely helped with my self-respect around social media. Lovely to talk about the negative social media people, um, you know, trying to just throw, you, throw their opinion down your face, especially on your own page. And anytime someone does that, I'm just, I'm to that, you know, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too busy running or sleeping here and worry about who's there. So, they get they get set out the channel straight away, but no, it, it it's a great um it's very it's still very new to me, I'll be honest. And I'm enjoying it nonetheless. Um and yeah, it's it, it's great to be able to work with really cool brands and but still get to do what I want to do with it. You know, I'm definitely not taking any sort of directional orders from anyone. It's I, I, that's why I said to any any brand I work with is I kind of get to still do what I do. But, you know, I'm not uh, you know, become a walking advert for anyone. You know, we can stand together in a club success. That's what, like, the, yeah, it, again, your content suits really well. If I was a brand, I'd be looking at people like you because you don't need to change anything you're doing. It's just you're making making your, the, like, the vlog-style videos, say, 
But if it's in Lululemon gear, then that, that is a good representation for the brand, isn't it? And works both ways, really. Um, with the with the races that you've done, um, which races have you kind of been? Have you have you done the typical path of ten k, half marathon, marathon? And I know you're going to step into ultra now. Was that always the plan, or have you? Tell me. Yeah, but my first actual formal race was the Madrid Marathon last year, um, <laughs> and then my second was a hundred k ultra. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, <laughs> so I won. I did it the complete opposite, and um, I ran a marathon in one of my first year of once year running, second year probably running. I ran a marathon just for a laugh with a friend of mine. We're in Dubai. Um, we were saying we're supposed to run this half marathon event. It got cancelled. We said, why don't we just run a whole marathon and do it on our own? Um, and we made our own little course. It was like half in the desert, half in the town bit. And we just ran this 10k track for four times a bit of change. And I remember that being, oh, it was like 30 degrees. We didn't, I didn't even know what I was doing, but I was like, I want to do it and see where it's like. I like that. Yeah. Also, afterwards, I felt okay. I didn't, my leg didn't fall off. It was fun. It was a nice, it was a good bonding experience with me and my friend. Neither of us done it before. And then after that, um, the following year, I actually entered the Madrid Marathon. Um, and I wanted to just try and do a proper an actual event. So I didn't know how running events works and yeah, they work with getting a bit number. All this is new to me. So I wanted to go through that process and obviously you have to travel to other countries to do it is always quite a cool experience. And um, I actually used to live in Madrid for a while as well. So it's nice to, be able to get back to that city and, and do it there. Um, that was fun. And then as soon as I did that, I was like, okay, well, let's see what, what's the periodically a lot of people may say, okay, well, why don't you work on the marathon time and get that down? I was kind of like, okay, I, what I liked about it was I enjoyed the training around it. I don't think I enjoyed doing the marathon because it was such a horrible, dif difficult distance, but you're also going at quite high intensity. Whereas, yeah. like, okay, why don't we try a distance that's a bit further where you're not going all out the entire time. You can pace it nicer. You can actually enjoy the experience. So I thought 100 kilometers sounded more fun. So I did the Thames Path um, Ultramarathon last September. Yeah. Um, which I found to be one of the most enjoyable experiences of my life. I had such a great time out there. I was just so shocked at how, you know, how okay I felt after these different distances. And it was also just I got to eat so much that day. I really enjoyed that. So it was, it was a great experience to just get it down. I met some really cool people. Um, and yeah, finished in, in a decent time as well. Much faster than I thought I was even going to get it done in. So that was a real nice And also so many friends would come on the day and do that sort of stuff. Yeah. It was just it was just a real nice experience and kind of a bit of it in my head it was like okay, hundred K is like a bit of a distance that I wanted to just trick off. Um and again woke up the next day, my legs hadn't fallen off. I went to the gym, we did a bit of bike work, you know, I, I was okay. Um and it was again I, I enjoyed doing it to show people that hey, you know, just because you don't fit the stereotypical type of build of a person who does that sort of stuff, you can still go out and do it and enjoy it. And I even, you know, even the last couple of kilometers, as I started overtaking people, I was like, okay, we've got this here. Like, people who were half my side, and I was like, <laughs> that feels pretty good. I'm, you know, this, this yeah. is nice. So it was it definitely a great experience. And that's why I'm a bit, you know, you shouldn't, you should never be intimidated by these things. You know, it's the intensity gets you know, the distance. And I, um, I keep showing that people, have, look, it's not, you know, you've trained pretty, you set yourself off the goal, you train hard for it, you work hard for it, you know, and you can go out and do these things. But actually, these things that may have seemed before quite intimidating or scary, Believe you me, when I signed up to a 100k race, I was highly intimidated by that distance. But then you go and you go through the process, you do it, you realize actually it's not as bad. And most of the worrying concerns in your own head. And then once you pass that, you know, it's not a nothing seems things don't seem too difficult after that. That's why I've got the next race I've got is in America in May. Um, it's an, it's an 80 kilometer race. So in my head, I'm always like, I've ran further than that anyway. So yeah, like, um, and it's with a cool group of people that I know through, again, I know through TikTok, they invite me out there. Um, a few of them are sort of grouped together for it. So it's nice. a, a nice way to, to, to do it. Is it on the hills? It's not too bad. It's, it's rolling trail. I think it's rolling trail. It's about 4,000 feet over the course of 50 miles. Yeah. So not yeah. too bad. I looked, I've looked, I checked the course out and it's, there's no real stumping climbs. It's quite nice and rolling, which which definitely suits me. I mean, I I was doing my best in some of those runs and some, some of those hills today. And even like, I always said to myself, if you can see the top run, if you can't see the top, how a hike through. And some was a fight to these things, which is, I know, it was, it was a very humbling experience. So 
and that was only, I think I needed five bombers and some of those gels today. So, so thankfully that it's not too severe. Um, and it's a, it's a good group, but also where it's easy, when you've got the whole day to do something like that and just enjoy it. Like I think with the ultras, you know, unless you're top of your game trying to compete with people, you know, in, in that place, it's just, it's a great challenge to do. And it's a great way, it's something great to train for. And it's also, it lifts a lot of the limiting beliefs you have around running. You know, someone like me who never, like, I'd never ran more than 10k three years ago is now running 100k for fun. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a bit that we're completely within the realm of possibility to go and do that sort of stuff. And that's the whole point of mine is like, you know, I'm not out here trying to set any world records or anything. I'm not out here trying to, you know, David Goggins people into getting into running and yell down the camera. You know, it's more a case of, if you just put your mind to it and you, and you create a, you know, a positive routine around this sort of stuff, it doesn't, it's not actually that hard. As long as you've got the time and the effort, and obviously I get it, time and effort, there's big things that a lot of people maybe don't have as much on, especially with work and there's sort of things there. And it, it's maybe a bit easy if you need to do these days, number people, but, you know, even with, I'm sure as a coach, you've understood, you know, people who lead busy lives trying to find the time to run or make the time to run. Yeah, you know, once you get into some sort of routine, it's pretty things progress pretty fast once you're into a good routine right yeah definitely i think that's it like you'll have proved really that you can you don't have to hammer it every single day you've just you've got a couple of runs in a week couple of gym sessions in a week you enjoy it you seem to enjoy the training yes you work hard for like blocks of the training and that's that's why you that's why i that's why i imagine it's being quite a success but it's 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 interesting because you've had quite a rise in both running and the social media kind of thing in a short space of time. And, and it just shows that you can, because although like you're saying, you're, you've a little bit fear of the distance and things like that, it just shows what people are capable of really. And again, you've come from a sporting background, so maybe an advantage there, probably an advantage from being on rugby social in terms of getting food down you, I imagine. And, whatever else you can handle the crowd per hour that's probably a good advantage yeah, um, but like when it's so, so now you're at a point and you've got the 80k in america what is you kind of have you got any dream races that you would like to do or places that you want to visit because i had a quick look and you've run in already ran in some great places um mm-hmm. what would you ideally want to happen in the next couple of years with the running kind of thing for sure you all being, this is one thing I realized in Seville is I'm definitely not built for warm conditions to run in. And one of the downsides of being a big lad is obviously your ability to cool yourself is a lot worse the bigger you are. And um, so I quite like, I was in Sweden in January and there's some runs when I was out there and I really enjoyed it. Even there's minus 15. I really enjoyed it. It was great. I felt nice and cool the whole way around, not fast. So I was thinking, where are some really cold races? So there's some races in the Arctic Circle I, I like the look of. I think they they actually are quite advantageous if you're a bigger person. Um, yeah. Um, I, I don't, I'm not too sure about, I know there's a lot of people have bucket lists of very difficult races, things like Marathon de Salves, whatnot. I understand heat plays such a big role in that and your body's ability to cool down and I've never been good in heat. You know, even from playing rugby in races, even when I go yeah. to training runs when I'm away somewhere, I really don't cope well in the heat and that's one of those things I kind of have to accept that Unless I wanted to really drop some size down and improve my ability to cool myself, I'm probably not going to progress on that. Um, but there's some dream races. I think um, the majors look pretty cool to me. Um, yeah. Especially, I think Cho- Tokyo really takes my fancy. I've got Chicago coming up later this year, which is, looks fun. But um, my thing for me, it's actually a series of challenges I want to start doing. So I've got, um, I haven't announced it yet, but there's a really cool an ultra I basically built for myself in London that basically oh, nice. is running every single tube line back to back, which accumulates about 500 kilometers of distance. Um, oh, nice. that I checked them as far as I can see, no one's done it before. No one's ran it. Yeah. Kind of fights it before. No one actually ran that before, but you know, line after line after line. Um, and then for me, we'll be building up to next year doing John O'Groats and Land's End, um, well, yeah. in, uh, in late, late next year. So they're, they're, they're sort of, they're sort of things to me that, I want to work towards and I'm really working on building the, the London project for this year. But I think those, those are for me, really special things to do. You know, it did their, um, their marks. I think we're releasing these and you've, and you've turned and you've said the tube line in London and run the length of it. <laughs> 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 they're, they're definitely for me to, um, to go into them. I think is what I like to have big lofty sort of goals in the future. Like, cause all that does is it, it, it 
but the, those things they do wrong both of those both of those things terrify me like absolutely terrify me yeah well i know by addressing that that fear that worry and training towards it it's gonna you know make these bigger things seem not so possible like i just i was one of my friends he's running he starts his run across america on sunday he's doing it in 60 days and he did john O'Groves landed a few years ago and he said what a turning point that was for him because he'd done a few old children mm-hmm. he said that was the real turning point day after day um and then as soon as he said that i was like hey, that, that really sort of coursing about me so something that it's not you don't, you don't face it alone even though you're running it alone you know you need a support crew around you you need people around you and i was thinking that's quite quite cool you know my dad's my dad's retired now and he's quite bored like he would love to drive a camper van up and out of the country um, yes absolutely i've got enough friends who would, who would love to get involved in certain sections of it so i think those sort of challenges really do because again there's no there's no rule on how fast or slow you can go you know like a marathon and that's why i probably dislike the marathon so much is because it's like yeah. people it's, you say you run a marathon the first question i'll be last you is oh how what was time what time yeah what time what do you get what time do you get and so they're like it kind of defeats the point about it you know that's why i like when people run maybe the majors they go out and do a friend of mine was out in tokyo recently to do the major he's a, he runs a pretty fast marathon he did it in like 4 30 because he wants to enjoy the day and wanted to go out and make the most of it um and i think that's great and, you know i think that's the that's the, that's the the right attitude for certain events. I mean, obviously, you're going for a specific time. You're training for a time to get tough. Then, absolutely, it's a different mindset, it's a different mentality. But I think you yeah. know, not everything has to be about how quickly you do it. In sometimes, it's you know, you got to enjoy the process of doing it. And I think that same with with ultra running. It's you know, I'm doing it because I'm doing this next ultra with a group of people that I get on really well with, and I want to enjoy the day doing it with them. And we all know each other through sharing our running stuff on TikTok. That for me is worth so much more than you know being a couple of random americans i have no idea who they are by 10 minutes like that that for me doesn't that doesn't really do much for me but going out there with a group of people making a weekend of it you know having a great time that for me really does um make a difference about it there's um there's a there's a race in sweden that you should look up ultra Basen. Yeah. i think it's called ultra Basen. yeah 90k on nice rolling trail and mm. you might like that one yeah nice oh. it's fun Flatish. I think it's not. I mean, it's not freezing cold, but it's um, yeah, yeah maybe spring or whatever. Yeah, um, beautiful, beautiful place. You know, I was thinking of saying I was so impressed with that guy. Yeah, and then there's the there's um, like there's beyond the ultimate that I do some work for. You can check out their races. They do they do races out there as well, like Lapland Ultra and stuff like that. Um, so that be yeah, that's like a five day stage race, and it's not like um not super competitive it's just again you just go to experience uh you, you literally run in the tracks of the snow clouds and stuff like that kind of thing so it is it's like minus, minus 10 to minus 20 probably out there you know yeah uh, i'd love to see you six foot four fully kitted up with <laughs> chasing the house skis down we'll go that way down. i mean that sounds a lot more enjoyable than doing it through the desert um I'm a yeah fan of it. i think anything anything as long as as long as the temperature's good I don't mind too much. As long as it's flat and it's quite cold, I think I'm fine. So yeah, that's why that's why I think Jolly Great Sands then takes my fancy because it doesn't get too warm in this country and yeah. most of the route is relatively flat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once you get, yeah, depending on where you go, like which route you choose, Scotland's a bit lumpy, but again, it's not. This is, mm-hmm. like say, if you're taking your time, you can break it up really well. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's, yeah, but again, how long that could, because it's feasibly, I don't want to spend, you know, but a massive chunk of my time traveling across the country, but at the same time, you <laughs> want to get it done in. Because I know, I know some people who set out doing that and they had to pull out because they just say set themselves too fast a pace or too much volume in a short space of time. Yeah. You know, I know, I know people who've done that who didn't even make it out of Scotland. So it's very much a case of like, you've got to, you've got to be prepared for that. And again, it's day after day, it's not. It's one of those things that, you know, you can't have a bad day and go, you know what, I was going to have a day off here. It's kind of like you set yourself the goal of doing it again, again, and again. So it's just about finding a way that you can, you know, that you're pushing yourself at the same time. You're not going to, you know, your legs aren't going to fall off from doing so. Definitely, mate. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, I'm going to let you go now because I know you've got to travel back to London. Um, thanks for chatting to me. It's been been good learning more about you. I'm going to I'm gonna catch up with you in future, definitely. For sure. And, for sure. Uh, yeah, I want you to keep doing the content in in the style that you are because I enjoy it anyway. Hopefully, uh, 
in some more more inspiring places than the tube as well, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you bringing me on, and thank you so so much. It's been uh, been a pleasure. And uh, cheers, mate. Keep uh, keep. We'll speak soon, okay? Yeah. Where can I de- direct people, mate? Is it just TikTok? What are you? What's T- your handle? TikTok, TikTok is uh, JD Runs Far on TikTok, and on Instagram is Johnny R Davies, which I may soon change over to JD Runs Far. If you look, you need to keep on brand. But um, yeah, JD runs far on TikTok and Johnny R. Davies on Instagram. Yeah, perfect, mate. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Super. Thanks, Take care, Gary. Take care, mate. Bye bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 